Paris, France, 1933. The city is not having a good day. A cold, thin wind sweeps leaves along her cobbled streets, and native and expat alike seek refuge in her cafes. Gulliver Nash, a hero of the late war, is in one of these cafes. An airship trundles by above, laden with cheese and promise. But below is Nash. It is two in the afternoon, and he is drunk. I am not. You are, and it's disgraceful. Andre? Oui, monsieur. Another brandy and soda, please. Oui, monsieur. Play that, Andre. Le Capitaine is that enough. Georgina Purcell, Nash's first mate, is not in the best of moods. No way, George. You're disgraced, Nash. That's what I told him. Stay out of this. Nash, what are you on about? It's scarcely past lunch and you're knackered. I don't even know what that means. The men are getting restless, Nash. They're getting tired of Paris. But George, who could ever tire of Paris? <sighs> City of lights, romance, mystery. Nash. You could almost stay here forever. Andre, where's that brandy? You did this yesterday, Nash, and I don't like it. You can't stay on the ground this long. It ain't good for you. You've got a sky and planks under you to be happy. I was thinking, you know. Yes? That I might sell a feathered beagle. Why, you... With a single swing, Georgina Purcell removes Nash from his bar stool. You wouldn't dare. You slimy, ill-begotten Yankee bucket of... George helps her fallen captain to his feet and orders him an espresso. What? I do not. I'm pummeling the senseless. You're not moving the story along. Anslea, an espresso, s'il vous plaît. That's better. I want mine with foam on top. And some jimmies. Sober up, Nash. We've got work to do. Work? Yes, There will be work ahead. The work of a daring few. The work of the mad thrill-seekers. The work of... Sky Pirates! Later, in the streets of Paris... How do you feel, Nash? Peachy. Like there's a little team of mountain climbers scaling my head from the inside. Where are we going? The hangar. It's time we got out of here. But the wine, George. It flows so freely here. That's part of what I mean. Anyhow, we've got a job from DuPont. We do. Industrious blighter, name of Von Grupp, is getting in a shipment of gold wire that's coming Tuesday. Spots and hungry. Is he a crowd? Belgian. Well, I'll be sober by Tuesday. You had better be. All right, George. We'll do this one run because we need the money and the change of scenery. I guarantee you'll have more fun than you've had in six months of brandy and sodas. We'll see, George. Get the boys together. We've got things to steal. Find ourselves several days later at the workshop of evil itself, the home of the most pernicious mind in science, the lair of the wickedest man to ever wield a wrench. Really? You're too kind. The hanger of Baron Klaus van Grupp. Born into a Belgian banking family, the young van Grupp. Don't do that. But, uh, just don't. It is simply too early for an exposition time. Well, really? Just tell them I'm the villain. Grupp has assembled a group of potential investors this day to fund his research for military prototypes. He is hoping to score an arms contract with the Luftwaffe, the air force of the newly ascended Nazi regime. Because I'm the villain. Because he is the villain. Look, don't do my job for me. Someone has to. Grupp leads the investors through his workshop. Technicians with welding torches make minute adjustments to a fearsome arsenal. Truly, gentlemen and ladies, the airship is the future of aviation. Sufficiently armored and filled with inert, lighter-than-air gas, nothing could take it out of the sky. Baron, what is that contraption there? The Baron turns his attention to a large bundle of black fabric on the floor of the workshop. You've a keen eye, Herr Kurtzman. That 
is the deflated envelope of my prototype, which you may see bits of lying about this workshop. We shall visit each in turn. The envelope is comprised of an experimental fabric that has been bonded to steel. It is impossible to puncture, rip, shred, or ignite. Is that so? A slim, elegant woman with a severe expression takes a long drag on her cigarette. Does my lady wish a demonstration? Idle talk displeases me, Baron. I traffic in results. Very well, Lady von Schwarzhofen. Schwarzhofen was my husband. You may call me Lady Magdalena. My lady is too kind by half. Grop snaps a finger, and attendants begin inflating the envelope. You have nothing to fear. We are merely inflating the envelope with air. It is nothing dangerous or particularly flammable. Particularly? You see over here one of our experimental weapons platforms. I call it the lightning cannon. But what does it do? Allow my creation to speak for me, sir. The Baron rolls out an evil-looking contraption on a dolly, and some lackeys roll out a sheet of plywood shaped like an American tank. This is the weapon the Reich didn't know it wanted, ladies and gentlemen. We just power it up and... Effective at up to 500 yards. And now, let us test the envelope. We simply recalibrate, power up, and... As you can see, no damage to the envelope. Perhaps it is simply that your lightning cannon has not enough stopping power. Nonsense. It is simply that the envelope cannot be... A huge anchor bursts through the skylight and lands on the envelope, popping it. The investors run for cover and scream. It is Gulliver Nash and the Feathered Beagle, his airship. He slides down the chain and gestures affably with a sword. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. We've come to pick up a shipment and we'll be out of your hair in no time. See you, George. To what I do, engaging Magneto Grips. Shaking the glass from her hat, Lady Magdalena suddenly recognizes the pirate captain. There is a luger in her boot. Nash! My envelope! Baron von Grupp suddenly realizes he is sitting in front of a fully operational weapons platform. They popped my envelope. Secured. Take her up, George. Pleasure doing business, folks. Well, that puts a different spin on things, doesn't it? Up faster, please, George. Things don't winch up faster than they drop now. They should. Gentlemen, this concludes our demonstration. Please proceed in an orderly fashion to the lobby. I will meet you there shortly. Nash, trapped as the cannon's aiming function calibrates, does the only thing he can. What, climb? He begins to swing back and forth on the anchor's chain. Oh, good plan. <clears throat> Hold still and die like a man, damn you! Taggart, a little cover fire would be fantastic. What, are you mad? There's a huge munition stuff down there. An explosion would kill us all. But they are shooting at me. So don't get shot. You're a help. Why secure? Stop swinging. Dumb ballast. Keep winching and get us out of here. The anchor is winched all the way into the feathered beagle. Nash falls off the anchor onto the floor of the hold, grabbing his shoulder. Distraction, she says. In and out like thread through a needle, she says. Nash, 
Oh my god, you've been shot! Nash stumbles to his feet and hits a button. Mr. Stegman, take us up. Aye, sir. Nash, I... I'm fine. Just scraped my arm. More shock than anything. I was just trying to make you feel guilty. You know, your concern for me really brings out the color in your eyes. But... We've got our gold wire, don't we? We do. I'm alive, aren't I? You are. I've forgotten how much fun that is. You had. All right. We we fence the stuff and maybe go somewhere for a while till the heat is off. Then it seemed to be a great deal of heat. They had guns that shot lightning. Have. Missed. Nash, we're on an even keel and now about ten clicks from the workshops. Woof. You've been shot. Yeah. You gonna be all right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, come off it, Aberon Nelson. Stegman says clear and ready for new coordinates. Where are we going? Monaco. And Nash? Yeah. You sure you're all right? Yeah. I was lucky. I'm fine. Good. <clears throat> and as the feathered beagle scurries off towards Monaco, Baron von Grupp kicks at a pile of rubble in his warehouse. Yeah! Scrambles the drones after that airship. My God, this is embarrassing. I'll never get that money, and I'll never get a contract. Don't talk that way. Why not? It's hopeless. Not so, Baron. Lady Magdalena, you, uh... You do not find me at the best of times. Do I not? You saw what happened? My second airship ruined, my lightning cannon's calibration system shot to hell, and me humiliated in front of the investors. Your second prototype? You have another? Perhaps I should show you... Yes. Yes, follow me. Flicking open a secret compartment of his pocket watch, Grupp exposes a panel with numerous buttons. He pushes one. The floor slides open to reveal a secret passage. After you, Lady Magdalena. Grupp leads Magdalena down a flight of stairs into a well-lit atrium. What is this? Behold, the Death's Head. Krupp turns on floodlights to reveal a huge black airship, bristling with armor and weapons, tethered in a spacious underground hangar. Oh! The fruition of ten years' research and work, Magdalena. Hmm. It is rather beautiful, in a pointy sort of way. You are a woman of ambition, madam. I know this by your reputation, and I can see it in your behavior. Surely, you see the potential in this airship. You kept this hidden from the investors. I didn't want to paint swastikas all over this one. It looks so much nicer in plain black, you know? That's not your real reason. Hmm. Klaus, I put forth here a proposition. I am an honorary commandant within the Luftwaffe. You're in the Luftwaffe? A widow has so little to do with her hands, you know. That's not your real reason. Hmm. (laughs) Oh, I like you. I can secure you a contract, you know. A very lucrative one. I am aware. Here are my conditions. Of course. You get this airship operational. It can leave at a moment's notice. You take me aboard. I share command of the ship. We leave to accomplish a goal. A weapons contract for the Reich, if this is done. That's all well and good, my lady. But what's this goal we're to accomplish? 
You are to find and kill Captain Gulliver Nash. Kill Gulliver Nash? The hero of our story? How can this be? What secrets do our villains hold closely to their evil, evil chests? What will the good guys do in Monaco? Does Nash cheat at cards? Must I only speak in questions? All these and more answered in the next spell-binding episode of Sky Pirates. Sky Pirates.